Welcome to Gethsemane Sundays from Gethsemane Lutheran Church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Our guest minister is Reverend Kathleen Haller, music by Aaron Smith. This sermon was recorded on October 11, 2020. Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Once more, Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to call those who had been invited to the wedding banquet, but they would not come. Again, he sent other servants, saying, Tell those who have been invited, Look, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they made light of it and went away, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest of them seized his servants, maltreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go, therefore, into the main streets and invite everyone you find to the wedding banquet. Those servants went out into the streets and gathered all whom they found, both good and bad. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing a wedding robe. And he said to him, friend, how did you get in here without a wedding robe? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, bind him hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth for many are called, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator and from the Lord Jesus the Christ. Amen. We are, most of us, very familiar with parables. We know that Jesus told them throughout his ministry and we are involved in the stories which he tells because that's what he intends. He intends us to be drawn into the stories because he wants us to remember them. He wants us to listen to them as, as Bev was talking about with the children as he wants also to surprise us, to make us think, to find God's ways are often not ours, at least by nature. And so we remember parables like uh, the lost sheep, the parable of the good shepherd, the parable of the uh, good Samaritan, the parable of the um, two sons or the waiting father, the prodigal son. And then... Then, there's the parable for this week. This is not one of those parables, I think, that we store away in our hearts and, 
and uh, used to comfort one another. It is instead a parable that certainly does make us think, but, but perhaps with a bit of alarm. We, we understand that a wedding and a banquet afterward is a big deal. We know because in our culture, uh, at least before the COVID pandemic, this was a time to gather family and friends and, and to come and celebrate with one another those who have grown from children into adulthood and marriage. It is understandable, that part of it, and, and we understand that the king was reasonably distressed. One might say significantly irritated when his efforts to throw this party and celebration for his son's wedding was, was uh, being ignored, was rejected by some. And they went so far as to reject with violence. Two weeks in a row, we've heard about the violence of the people in response to a gracious offer from someone else. Um, and so we, we uh, admire what the king does. He says, go, go out into the streets and, and invite everybody you see. Tell them that the, the banquet is ready, that, that there'll be a feast waiting for them, that they will come and have a good time. I want you to invite everyone you see. And so they did. They invited all, as the, uh, the parable says, the good and the bad. And they came and feasted. Now, I've read, and perhaps you have too, that it was the custom in those days, not so much in ours, but in those days, that those who came to a banquet also expected to be dressed in finery. They had traveled a distance, no doubt, to be there, and, and uh, so they were given a robe to wear. That's an important clue because we go on to read what happened when this king came into the banquet hall to greet all of his guests, and, and we can imagine him walking from table to table or group gathering to group gathering, and, and he came upon this one man who didn't have a robe. And the king was distressed and said, what are you doing without a robe? And we're left a little disturbed by what happens next because the king said to those servants who had brought this person in to, to get him out of there, to to have him gone because he was not properly attired. Now, I think most of us understand this parable as we think Matthew wanted us to understand it um, as Jesus spoke it, that, that the king equals God in this parable and that the um, 
we could go so far as to say that the, the son was Jesus, but that's not specifically brought into this point. But the point is that when the people who were first invited rejected the, uh, the invitation, this king, God, said, go out and bring everybody in, everyone you meet. And, and we, we can resonate with that because that's how God is, right? God wants all to come. God wants all to feast at the banquet. God clothes us because of our baptism in the robe of righteousness, which is Jesus. And God wants everyone to be included. Perhaps God gets a little irritated with those of us who turn away or are too busy. We've heard that before in parables too, but, but we know that because we're here today and many other churches in one way or another are sharing the good news on this day that many have responded. That would include all of us, the good and the bad, no doubt. And so we, we speak of this parable as one which reminds us of God's generosity, God's provision for us, planned provision, and how God wants us all to come. Amen. Celebration. And then there's this last little part, which many biblical scholars have even said, well, that's Matthew's add-on. That was not necessarily... Um, in the context in which Jesus told the rest of the parable, but we don't know. What we do know is that God or the king invited everyone to be there. That includes the man who was seated at the table. So does God not want everyone there? we know that he instructed his servants to bring all who would come. And so it is a little perplexing for us to figure out what's going on. I don't know about you, but this is not my only question that I'm ready to ask St. Peter when I arrive at the pearly gates. I, I want to know some other mysterious sometimes difficult things, the reason for, why, what's, how does this fit into what we know of Jesus and God's love for the world that all who believe will be saved? I don't know, perhaps some of you do, but I don't know the reason for the expulsion of the man. I don't have all of that fully... Um, put into perspective in my mind. So I think we'll leave it here today that God loves us, that when God is disappointed, God still opens God's arms and welcomes us and sends us as others have been sent for us to go out and tell others after we've been nourished by God's own word and sacrament in the celebration of Jesus's presence, of his coming into our world to save us. And the other part, the part that we can't fully understand is a part we'll have to leave to God 
um, to further instruct us in the Holy Spirit, to, to enlighten us as we seek to respond to God's invitation and as we carry God's love for all, the good and the bad, out into the world with us, having been nurtured by God's own word, God's body and blood, God's light and life through word and hymn and music, and our coming together in Jesus' holy name. We look forward to the uh, resolution of some of those mysteries, but even more, we give thanks for the God we know, for the Christ who has come among us, sent the Spirit to us, and loved us on our way, this life and into eternal life because of Jesus. Amen. has been a Wayne Shout production.